We will not leave each other alone. So trust God and let those that he sent for you help you. And now for love. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. All right, everybody, today I want to talk to you, if you didn't already guess it, I want to talk to you today about love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, it says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. This is what I'm going to call you to do. I'm going to need a little bit of participation. I'm not going to ask anybody to come up here. I'm not going to ask you to scream anything out. I just need you to participate in your heart and in your mind as I'm speaking. And I'm not going to ask you to tell me this so you can feel safe. Don't worry. I just want you to create a crystal clear image of something in your head right now. I want you to think about right now the most sensitive issue that you're struggling with. And again, I'm not going to ask you about it. I just want you to think about it. The most sensitive issue that you are struggling with, that you would like to change, that you would love to change, and yet you feel too weak to change. For this issue that you're thinking about, if there was someone in your life that you know that you had to have help deal with this problem for you, who would you trust the most to help you deal with that? Help you get through your struggle. They get to see all the darkest, deepest, most painful parts of the process Even when you're vulnerable, I want you to think of that one person and it could be two people. But for now, let's choose one person and let's focus on one of those people. And I want you to imagine their face. Imagine all of the features in that face. Get a very clear picture. Now, I'm not asking you who would give the best advice. I'm asking you who has the highest likelihood of making you comfortable enough to open up, to let into your boat, that they get to see you when you're weak and bruised, even when the flood is crashing down against you. Now, what is the difference between this person and everybody else in your life? What's the difference? Think about that. For this change that's most important to you, that's most sensitive for you, why trust them over everybody else? Would you say that it's because this person is smarter, that their life is just perfect? Whenever they're just walking, they're just perfect. Or is it because they would just tell you that they expect you to just trust them like that? Or is it because they genuinely care about you? The real you. Not just wanting to force their ideas upon you, but they care about you and what you need for your life. That you feel more love, that you feel it, more love emanating off of this person than the other people in your life. Is that what it is? That can make you tell them your deepest, darkest secrets. Maybe it's that whenever you think about them, you understand if you tell it to them, they are far less likely than everybody else to just write you off and say, just deal with it. That's love. I believe you trust this person because they make you feel like they love you. You feel it from this person emanating off of them. Love helps you let people in to help. When you're hurt, broken, and bruised, here's what God has done. He loves us himself, but here's what he's also done. He has plugged us up to one another so that we may charge each other to share in pain and give a current to each other to strengthen us when we are too weak to keep going on. So what we just talked about was love. And then there's another thing. It's the lion. <laughs> the lion helps you to withstand the assaults that come against you without moving. 
Even when you feel the flow coming at you crazily, its cool touch of every lick of water that washes past your skin, seeping in and weakening your bones against this onslaught, the lion says no and supports you and says there's a dream that's too important for you to give up on now. They are your strength and direction to what you need. The lion will fight against the enemy that attempts to trick and enslave you, even against your wishes. They'll be tough on you and the enemy together before they let you go. Walk off a cliff into that abyss. They'll fight for you, even when you can't. I believe God is guiding me to understand something, and today I just want to share it with everyone. I think something about it, it's in the essence of ideal parenting and leadership. There's a problem in our world. We've got people on two extremes, but they don't meet in the middle and balance. One side feels they need to just force people to change when they resist things that is usually what's best for them, but they feel like they just need to force people to change in order to just fit the mold of it. Problem is, on the difficult and sensitive issues, which are usually the most important, the ones that are going to make real lifelong impact on these people, you might get them to change one time or two times. Eventually, though, they callous toward you and block you out. The other side feels you just need to accept whatever people do, no matter who they hurt, even if it's you, even if it's themselves, they need not change for you to mercifully forget what they've done. You'll still love them like nothing has happened. And with it comes a deficit of disciplining them. There's no structure given for them because the belief is that all you need to do is love them and let them be. Problem is, if you don't provide a structure, the flesh and the world will beat them over the head with its structure and they will be yanked to see. They will know that they are loved. They might feel your loving hand on their shoulder, but they might even yank you to see with them because instead of you teaching them to cast their anchor on dry land on which you stand, and putting your foot down on that anchor to hold it in place so the waves can't take them far from your protection and your love, you let them do the easy thing and cast their anchor into the sea, not realizing that it always gets caught by the giant beast of the deep. And then you must watch them hurt because since you didn't move sooner, loving them is all you can do now. You can't help them anymore. Their anchor is too deep for you to know what to do and you must watch them spiral in certain areas, not even knowing where these issues came from. We try it the hard way and fail and we go soft (laughs) and just watch as we let them revel in their sin. Or we try it the soft way and fail and go lash out with hard. Once we're wounded too bad from the person because the person has gotten confused as for who they even are. Because up until this point, those that have loved them have let the flesh dictate who they are. Let the flesh tell them who they are. And it yanks them all over the place at sea. Now understand this. That's the problem. We've got two extremes. God is both of them. God is the lion and the love. The lion and the lamb. The hard and the soft. He defends, protects, authoritarian, firm, hard. The lion. He listens and bears your burdens with you. He loves you. Always soft. The lamb. The world and the devil's forces are like a pack of hyenas. I'm going to take you to Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. And Jesus is talking to his disciples here. He says, behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. When I read that, I was like, why would you do that? That's interesting. Okay. And I like to use hyenas, actually. He's talking to his disciples, but I like to use hyenas to visualize this process because they're a predator like wolves. However, there's one specific thing about hyenas that kind of makes it make more sense to visualize. They're the natural enemy of the lion. When a man, a lamb, is born into this world, the hyenas surround God's little lamb from the first second. 
Every little lamb begins to scream and cry as they take their first breaths of air because they get overwhelmed from the transition from the warm safety of the womb to the onslaught of hyenas. As soon as they enter into this world, every single person sitting in this room, that's what happened. For the entire life of every lamb born in this world, they will be surrounded by those hyenas. And each lamb needs a defense against these hyenas, or the hyenas will feast on the lamb. What you need in order to defend against them is a proper lion to protect you against these hyenas. But there's often a problem with letting lions guide us. Imagine if a lion was in this room right now, I would be gone. They seem dangerous and scary, not just to the hyenas, but to us. If we saw a lion, we would clear out real quick. Imagine what the Israelites said when they heard God's voice. He's a lion and a lamb. Imagine what they said when they heard his voice rumbling on that mountain. They said, God, we don't even want you to talk to us. It's too powerful. I can't handle it. They were listening to the most loving being on the planet. And because of his roaring voice, they said, I don't even want to hear from you directly. Even though the lion can be there to protect you, we fear it. Same thing happens with God. The thing is, with the hyena, the lamb can trust a hyena that's barking at it to come and fill that lion's place when the lamb is afraid of the lion. But the thing about it is, that hyena, it'll defend you against the other hyenas, but it'll feast on the lamb. It'll only defend against the things that are onslaughting on the lamb in order to take all for itself. So in order for the lion to come in and protect, it can't come as a lion. The lion must come in sheep's clothing to get close enough for the lamb to let the lion in to protect it. Then it can protect and love with trust as the base of that relationship. As we grow up, God has placed parents as the roles of the lion and the lamb. So we're loved and protected and guided. I believe this might be part of why psychologists trace everything back to your parents. I think they're blessed by God with something. They're meant to be human lions and lambs to stand in against the enemy in your life. Though it's not just your parents that God has blessed to provide this. There are others you can have in your life that can do the same for you. Remember that issue I had you think of earlier, that I had you get a very clear picture of someone in your head for. I want you to find your line in your land for that issue. Now, there are two different approaches. Problem is, both will be ineffective if they don't meet in the middle. We need you to help them meet in the middle of the lion and lamb spectrum. That person you thought of earlier, I want you to imagine them, that's your lamb. This is what I want you to do with that person. Not today, but within 24 hours, this is what I want you to do with that person. I want you to enable that person because they're meant to help you. They're meant to love you, but they're also meant to uplift you and give you strength. Tell them with that issue that you thought of earlier, the most sensitive issue, tell them your struggles. Ask them to hold you accountable to it. Give them the ability to impose consequences so that when you're weak and tired, they can shock you awake. Because right now, they probably don't have that power because you have not given it to them. Let them put their foot down on the anchor that's in dry land so that they can keep you anchored to the land. What they see and stand on. Truly let them in because you already know that they love you. And I also want you to think of someone that's a strong guide in your life. Strong, wise, steadfast. That's a good lion candidate. 
I also want you to find a lion for your life because just one is not enough. We need both. God is the lion and the lamb. Taking only one takes part of his duality. We need him in our life. And he has manifested that in people that can love us and guide us. There are two things I want you to rate, thinking and feeling, for this lion candidate. There's two things, thinking and feeling. I want you to rate on a scale from 1 to 10. Think of this lion person, strong, steadfast, wise for your life. How much do you think this person loves you? I'll give you about five seconds. How much do you think this person loves you? Now, how much do you feel this person loves you? Those might be different. And if they are different, if one is lower than the other, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go up to them, call them, duo them, meet up with them in person, FaceTime even if you need to, and tell them you love them dearly. This can enable them to help support you. Tell them you love them dearly and you know that they love you and ask them, would they be willing to do something to make you feel a bit more loved rather than just knowing that you're loved? Then ask them, is there any way you can make them feel a bit more loved rather than just knowing that you love them? By doing this, this makes the lamb in your life meet closer to the middle of the lion. It makes the lion in your life meet a little bit closer to the middle of the lamb on the spectrum. And this can help enable you to let God's blessings and people flow through to support you in your life. You are not alone. This message today is to show you that we will not leave each other alone. So trust God and let those that he sent for you help you. Hallelujah. Amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled Love by Joseph Bronner. This message is number 6584. That's 6584. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6584 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh,